This is the Hometime Podcast. Wherever you're listening to Richie and I right now, thanks for doing it. Whether you're sneaking us up your sleeves if you're in the middle of a big meeting or you're on your way back on the train, on the bus, whatever, we welcome you. And appreciate it. And if you are appreciating what you're hearing, a gentle reminder to, uh, to rate and review. We're going to be reading out a load of names tomorrow on any other business. And it's almost like some kind of centenary edition, special deluxe edition. Richie is wearing the fleece that he wore on show one, <laughs> paired up with the T-shirt that I think he wore in show four. Uh, yes, because on show one, there was no T-shirt, no t-shirt. underneath said fleece. Isn't it, isn't it an amazing, amazing way of showing how the seasons have changed since we started this program? And how the show has grown. In many ways. I would hope. You've got some decency <laughs> and you're wearing an undershirt. Here's the podcast. <laughs> If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Andy Bush and Richie Firth here with Hometime. A shoe change before going home on a Thursday night. Love it when people do that. It's ten past four. (laughs) It's interesting you talk about footwear, workwear. We're very lucky as radio presenters. We don't necessarily have to wear anything particular. Good job. Look at the state of us today. I know. I mean, I must say, these days, obviously, a lot of videos go up on on social media of a radio show. Not particularly a fan of that. I used to like anonymity. But we are fortunate, really. We don't have to really care about what we're wearing. When I was on the, uh, the train on the way into work, today uh, I saw a lady get on who as she got on the train was just any normal person and then a transformation took place in front of my eyes on the train as she put on to begin with uh, a navy jumper fair enough uh, and then went on uh, a navy tie. Sorry, it was a, it was a, a, a more of a maroon jumper, a navy tie. This is a really sexy reverse strip tease. So <laughs> actually put more clothes yeah. on, but I kind of like it. And then on goes a scarf, sort of swished round her neck, uh, and then some lapel badges on some lanyard that was similar only to TGI Fridays in the amount of pin badges that were being worn. God bless those guys. And this lady had basically been dressing up to go and work at some kind of Harry Potter. Oh. Uh, uh, shop or experience, I don't know what it was, got on as a normal person, got off as if she was going to head off to Hogwarts or something or other. But the look on her face as she transforms, <laughs> there was not, it was not a look of joy. Oh, God, the, the bit I love about that is, having worked somewhere where I've had to wear a terrible outfit before in my life, I know what she's thinking, because you have to have it in your head, I'm not walking down my high street in that. Because <laughs> I used to work at Pontins in Brixham, the holiday camp. I don't know if any, I think it's closed down now, but if anyone remembers Pontins in Brixham, bit, kind of bit like Butlins, mm. but down in Devon, in Torbay. And we used to have to wear castaway outfits on the bar. Bear in mind, I used to serve like dead hard people on the bar. And I was dressed with like a, a red cravat, <laughs> a, a blue waistcoat, and then a ripped shirt like I was a castaway. And Tell I used, me you've got pictures. Oh, mate, honestly, I destroyed everything. All of that <laughs> stuff. But um, I used to put it in my bag and then change it the very last minute. The I fun, final bend, because I want walking through I think that. I would. It's really, really bad. But yeah. we have to have sympathy then for anyone who has to wear a terrible work outfit. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. I'm only going to let one of these through, and it's from Scott Miller. He says, you've got a fear for those Manchester United players wearing that outfit to work. Oh, you're going to court trouble uh, there, Exactly, it's just, just, just the one of those. That, that wasn't us, by the way, that was Scott. Yeah, it was. It Scott. Was. Uh, just, some, just to throw some other stuff in the ring in terms of terrible uh, outfits you've had to wear at work. Uh, I used to go out with a girl many, many moons ago who, at the weekends, used to have to dress as Mr Wimpy 
in the Wimpy in Torquay Fleet Walk, if you know that particular uh, Wimpy, and do kids' parties. And seeing her through the gauze netting of our eye holes as we walked past, I was out with my friends and catching eyes with her. That was the end of the relationship. My first ever work experience was as Wellifant, which was the big, the big red fire service uh, safety character. I remember him. Yeah, spending a week handing out pamphlets about smoke detectors. Oh, he was doing good work. Yeah, but... is Wellifant still going? I'm not sure. You don't see so much of him he these days. I think hard times. I think he split up with his missus, didn't he? What a nightmare. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Keep it going. <laughs> I think it's important to get musical ahead of Bill Bailey after five o'clock. Just warming up. I know, I know in that, I was doing double claps on the offbeat. You didn't go in for that, Richie. I thought it would be more important to keep a solid beat going. You were doing really good old-fashioned, back of the studio, arms, a squat, and then raised to arms close. Yeah. A little bit like if you go and watch a European football match, you might have like a guy with a moustache at the front <laughs> waving a massive flag. <laughs> have me. some of that. This is Home Time with Andy Bush and Richie Firth. It is a Thursday, and we are talking about a terrible outfit you may have been forced to wear at work. I saw a poor lady have to uh, get... Uh, um, get hers on uh, on the train not not quite like that but on the train in front of me uh, on the way in today so uh, please share yours on 8 12 15 uh, Dan works for a ski transfer firm from Geneva to the French Alps called Skidi Gonzalez. he has to wear a sombrero at the airport wow. for clients to find him but this is in the French Alps surrounded by snow it m- must be mortifying to have to wear that let's go to the phones and say hello to Jim hello how are you doing hey we're good man cheers for coming on tell us about what you used to have to wear Alright, so um, I used to work as a croupier for a couple of years. Uh, notoriously, croupier uniforms can be a little bit, well, disgusting. Um, I had to wear, uh, it was a waistcoat with a metallic turquoise diamond print, a metallic turquoise matching tie. Um, yeah, it was horrific, it was awful. And the worst bit is walking either to work or back from work. Did you have that scenario? Oh, yeah. Um, Again, one of the things with croupier work, you can finish at any time in the night, so it's either 3am, 6am, and having to walk through some of the rougher parts of town, you do get some funny looks. You learn pretty quick to cover it up as best you can. You must have looked like John Virgo after a terrible night out. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I've been called that and and a few other things, yeah. A few other things worse. Good to have you on, mate. Uh, Leanne says, uh, guys working as a barmaid at... Coombe Abbey Hotel many years ago I had to wear a burgundy frilly blouse. Frills went from waist to collar and they were hideous. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Absolute radio. I wish I was a good enough person to and thoughtful enough person to be one of those people that when you go abroad and away you buy treats from that type of local <laughs> town or country and bring them back for the rest of the office to try. I'm going to hold my hands up in support of you here and say I've never come back never. from a holiday with something for my work mates to try it's never happened never happened and I always feel really really bad when people do it and someone has done that in our office uh, Brendan from our social media team who is here right now hi Brendan hello guys Uh, Brendan where have you just been Uh, I went to Hong Kong and also to Japan wow not bad is it Mm. what what have you brought back Uh, some treats for you both (laughs) I mean are they treats Uh, well do you want to have a taste of them? Well, this is the interesting thing, right? <laughs> Brendan, what, what you normally do here at Absolute Radio, if you buy some treats from abroad and you leave them for the rest of the office, you leave them on the table in kind of the centre of the first floor where we work, and people will kind of come up, mill around, a bit like the Sims, help themselves, <laughs> leave their plate and colour <laughs> on the floor and walk off. A bit like the Sims. Uh, but bizarrely enough, Brendan, during the course of the past, what, four or five hours of work, no one's touched any of your <laughs> Japanese goods. <laughs> really? 
<laughs> so what we're going to do on the show is uh, Richie and I are going to, through high jeopardy and the spin of a wheel of chance, are going to take turns maybe tasting these things in a minute. Give us a rough idea of what they are, just so we can paint the picture in the mind of the listeners um, here. They're called cheese sausages. Oh, okay. my God. And the first ingredient on the back of the packet is not cheese. It's fish. Oh. <laughs> so what we've got is a spinny wheel of fate here. Uh, half of it says Richie, half of it says Bush. And if I'm lucky, it won't land on me once. I don't fancy it at all. Let's find out who's going to be eating it next. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. So Brendan from our office went to Japan. And he's brought back with him, as nice people do, they bring back gifts from the particular place they've been on holiday for the rest of the office to try. However, there's been not a lot of uptake on these particular goods, and that's why they've ended up on this show. Uh, Brendan's brought back some food from Japan. In front of Richie and I, we have two little kind of crystal bear things. That's the starter. We'll have one of them each. They look lovely. And then we're going to spin the wheel of fortune to see who has to eat uh, what is described on the back as cheese sausages. It says cheese sausage ingredients listed as, and obviously in order... Fish, cheese, vegetable oil, sugar, egg white, salt, starch, seasoning. It doesn't sound good. You know when it doesn't, no. Not that long ago, my daughter wanted to make slime. I'm sure some of the ingredients are the same thing. Is there any contact lens solution? Boring. <laughs> same Let thing. Let me pass you across, first of all, your, your crystallised jelly little thing. Innocuous-looking little crystallised... Do look quite nice. ...little bear. Three, two, one, down the hatch. Okay. What do you think of that? Fairly bland fruit pastel, really. If you want a Leona's mates, you listen in fruit um, food claxon, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's that. That's mm. not so bad, actually. I'd have another of them. I want you to know what I love about Chinese and Japanese food. You go to the restaurants. Oh, chewy. And if you ever slightly, you know, stray off your normal order, they hit you for six, don't they? <laughs> right. We spin the wheel? Yeah. <laughs> I remember my brother going off piste at a Chinese restaurant we went out for a big meal once and he ended up with a bowl of soup with a pig's ear flowing in the top of it. It was amazing. Segments so, all the way around this wheel labelled Richie and Andy. Let's do it. I don't want to eat a cheese sausage. 50-50, don't be me. Richie! Oh, that wheel is the gift that keeps on giving. So uh, I'm about to watch you neck... A cheese sausage. It looks like a normal pepperami or whatever, but it's completely yellow. But I'm worried about the fact there's fish in there. And then you push it up and it kind of pops out um, in a way... This is almost not safe for work, Richie. No. It's quite uh, floppy. (laughs) Just getting it out of its sheath. Oh, any sheath to do with food's not a good combo, is it? Here we go. Good luck, mate. Sounds rubbery, even from here. Oh, mate, that sounds horrible. That does sound actually quite horrible. What are we thinking on that, then? Is the fish taste coming through? Do get in touch if you've ever had a cheese sausage before. We have no water. We have no water. We need a bin of water. It's absolutely disgusting. Brendan is running to go and get a bin. Oh, the fish! The fish is horrible! Richie Firth, our cultural attaché to Japan. More from him in a minute after this. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Adam Taylor's tweeted to say, surely this should be a new feature. What can Richie Firth stomach? That a cheese sausages? might be a good one for Adam Taylor. It's not necessarily one that Richie Firth's going to push through. What if, like, what if you throw it out there, if anyone brings anything back from abroad, 
you'll m- most likely eat it and we'll try it on the show. <laughs> we did it the wrong way around, you know. I should have done the uh, the fish cheesy sausage <laughs> and then tried that sort of uh, iced up fruit pastel that we both had. That would have been a fresher way of doing it. Yeah, a little palate cleanser. Yeah. Can I just say, by the way, as we pause the Absolute Radio 90s before a brilliant song, uh, just how proud I am, and I don't want to boast about this, that my hometown of Leon C has been voted number one happiest place to live in the United Kingdom. It's incredible. Isn't that good? Yeah. You know, I I do I, I get a lot of stick on Twitter about it because I do go on about Leon C. I do think it's like the best kept secret. I'm so chuffed that a little place by the sea that not that surprising amount of people have never heard of Leon C. They normally have no no South End and that's kind of it. It's the same thing, isn't it? Nearly, but it's our own little bit. And things are just happening. They went to Pitsy the other day, I think, in EastEnders. Right. And then they went to Pitsy. If you watch the amazing programme, people just do nothing. Uh, they're moving to Pitsy East in that as well. So right. our neck of the woods, the loop that I keep talking about, the S. <laughs> Loop has become a thing. Who else was in that list of top ten that we beat them? The ten happiest places to live in the UK. Lake District, Kendall is tenth. Wow. Uh, in ninth place, Tunbridge Wells, uh, Kent. It's beautiful down there. Never been there. It's lovely. Uh, eight, Hitchin, not far away from me. Beautiful little market town. It's lovely. Never been there. Seven, Macclesfield, up north. Don't want to go there. Uh, six, Newbury, lovely racecourse. Never been there. Uh, five. Leamington Spa. I think I might have been delayed there at one point. Yeah, I've been through the train there once. Been through the train station. Uh, fourth place, Christchurch. Used to live near there. Very old people down there as well. Oh. Uh, third place, Monmouth, Wales. Never been. I've been there. It's nice. Farnham, two. Very surprised about that. Isn't that an REF base? <laughs> I don't believe so. It's near Guildford. I've been there. Surprised at the results. Leon C in first place. Listen, if you're annoyed, you're sat there thinking, do you know what? Our place is brilliant. And there's one particular, maybe you've got a brilliant leisure centre or whatever, and you think you should be on that top 10 list. For a podcast, we told them to do it themselves, and here it is the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Meanwhile, it's an honor to welcome to the studio Mr. Bill Bailey. Hello, hey Bill, <laughs> hey, you're looking very well indeed. Well, that's very kind. Thanks very much. You've got a bit of colour about you, I'd say. I have, yes. Um, uh, thank you for noticing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all uh, natural tan that I acquired when I was on a tour in Australia. It was yeah. a little sunny up in the top bit. Uh, it's quite <laughs> tropical up there, so I got a bit of a tan. But, um, yeah, I feel I feel good. Yeah, resting. I was looking at your Twitter feed and some amazing photos of mm. uh, just you adventuring. It looked like the opening bit. Do you remember the children's uh, cartoon called Cities of Gold? Yes. It was a bit like that, just like animals being playful in white sands and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it was a bit like that. It's, it, I mean, Australia is a place of extremes. There's no doubt, you know, most of the things that can kill you are in Australia, you know. <laughs> uh, they've all been, you know, kind of corralled there. So snakes, spiders, Lord knows what else. I discovered a new thing that can do you some serious harm there now, and that is a nettle tree, which is a, oh. a, a thing of just like that haunts my nightmares. A nettle tree, mm. yes. Well, you know, you, you know nettles. Yes, yes. You're familiar with nettles and uh, and the pain that they can, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, create. Negated by the dock leaf, of that's course. What I was just saying. Yeah, that's right. Well, this is you know, it's a it's a feature. I would say. I mean, I you know, I'm just making an assumption here, but of all of us, I think this was a feature of our of our childhoods. Yeah, well, it's it not is, definitely. Yeah. You'd slip over in the nettle and then, oh, look, could it get a dock leaf? Do yes. the Aussies have a dock tree? No, that's it. You see, they don't. This is, wow. where, this is where their life, their childhood is very different from ours. <laughs> it would have made anyone watching Cadfile back over in yeah. Australia, they wouldn't know what you're talking about. No, what are you talking about? Dock, dock leaf, mate? No, you just play, suck it up. Take the pain. Take the pain, mate. Now, this tree, uh, it's, it's, 
it's a nettle tree, so it's it's. Uh, I, I don't know the the exact number. Hundreds of times more stingy than a nettle. Uh, it's called the gimpy gimpy. Get uh, out of town. Uh, no, I'm where as on the <laughs> wow. life of Richard Dawkins. It's <laughs> it's called gimpy gimpy. It's an indigenous word, gimpy gimpy, which which brilliantly means stinging tree. Obviously, there you go. And. Uh, <laughs> So I didn't think no, too much thought had gone into that. But it's incredibly painful. And wow. if you get stung by it, it will sting you. It, we will know about it for years, apparently. Not even days, years it will sting. That's it's interesting that we've got onto the subject of our childhoods here because I've yes. got to be honest, I've knowing that you were coming in today, I've got a little bit of guilt about my childhood. I, ah. see, I see your musical ability. Yes. And I hear my mother's words going around my head when I was forced to learn the piano. Yes. And I managed to get up to grade five with the Royal School of Music. Oh, Don't right. be intimidated, Bill. Is this leading up to something? Yeah, <laughs> no, but the point, the point I'd is, like to be in your show. <laughs> <laughs> it's all lapsed. And I remember being told to practice and uh, being told, trust me, Richard, you know, by the time you're older, you'll love to be able to just sit down and play the piano. And I see what you do in your likes in transit and uh, what you did the other day uh, with uh, Prince Charles and mm. his 70th and the, the American National Anthem and what you do with uh, the, the pheromone. I look like I'm signalling four yeah, in cricket. I'm feminine. not. Yes. Uh, Ferrimin, that's yeah. it. It's not a Ferrimin. It's something totally, completely different. Totally different. <laughs> <laughs> but I just have this, this, this guilt Go. and this envy of what you can do uh, with your music. Well, thank you for saying that. And uh, it's something which, you know, I didn't really imagine that it would lead to this, though, I have to say. I mean, I... I what, Chandler Ritchie on it? Yeah, chatting to, <laughs> chatting to you guys about this. It never occurred to me. No, but, you know, that when, when I was learning the piano, I was just... Yeah, one of those things, you know, you I, I had a facility for it. You know, I, it came easily. Yeah. I think that's what it was. I just thought, yeah, I can do this. And um, I never thought I'd end up doing it in comedy, though. That's yeah. that's Did you? Were yeah. you made to learn an instrument at school? My, my daughter, who's eight, has just started to learn the clarinet. And I always think, I wish they'd been allowed. Same with me. I learned clarinet when I was at school. Yeah. I wish they were allowed funkier stuff, like slap bass or yeah, jazz exactly. guitar rather than bongos. clarinet. Bongos. Bongos. Nobody teaches the bongos. One, I, of the fun, one of the best fun things you can do. Amazing. <laughs> Play bongos. Imagine that. Going to a kid's carol concert <laughs> and it's mainly bongos. It's just congas, yeah. Yeah. So, little town of Bethlehem on the Congas. I would watch that any day of the week. Uh, I'd love it. Yeah, I think you know maybe it's not the instrument. I learned the clarinet as well, and I did. I did laps with the clarinet. I only got to grade six, and uh, you know. oh, yeah, we're outgrading each other. Yeah, yeah sorry, yeah. sorry. Did yeah. I just drop there? Six, yeah, uh, grade six. Bill's yeah. given up more grades than you even got to, mate. <laughs> He's forgotten yeah, more right. of the clarinet. Yeah, I've you, forgotten mate. instruments. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, I think it's just the act of learning. Isn't it? That's the key, you know, to go the discipline. Maybe the Zen, you know, master discipline of learning a thing. He's got it's... Mr. Maggie on us right now. Yeah. Uh, Bill, we've been asking our listeners to come up with some questions for you. Oh. You're quite a learned man. All right. Yeah, you're on QI. Yeah, all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. All right, don't play it, Dan. You've been going on about great. You've been going on about it, if anything. <laughs> we're going to play a song and then we're going to put some Ask Bill questions to you next. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. Drumming along to the songs. Uh, Bill, you've got a load going on at the moment. You've got Limbo Land, your show on DVD. Yes. And uh, new show, Larks in Transit. Yep. Uh, which is, of course, based on 20 years of uh, travelling around. Yards. Uh, so you must have seen some places in your 20 years of travelling yes, around. Yes, I have. Oh, the place. Oh, some of the places. <laughs> oh, doggy. Don't even get him started on it. <laughs> What's the least glamorous, uh, glamorous location uh, you've been in in okay. 20 years? Uh, on the road? I once, well, in, on the Larks in Transit tour, uh, I performed, right, now, here we go, I performed the most northernmost gig on the planet, 
right? Whoa. The most northernmost human settlement on the planet, right? Any guesses where it could be? Macclesfield. No, northern, uh, further northern than that. Uh, really northern, Finland, really northern. Finland, Finland northern, then more northern. Uh, Keep going. You've gone right to the North Pole. Oh, very close. It was enormous at the North Pole. It was a place called Svalbard. Svalbard. And uh, it's part of the, it's a Norwegian uh, group of islands. And uh, brilliantly, there's a, uh, the gig there. Because <laughs> I thought there'd be just four people in, an, uh, in a research station in a sort of yeah. polar bear. But no, there's actually a town, a functioning town, two and a half thousand people. Wow. The most northern, loads of northerns. There's the most northerly post office, the most northerly university, most northerly cash point. There's little signs everywhere. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. Most northerly cash point. Yeah. <laughs> the most northerly airport. And brilliantly, it's illegal to die. In Svalbard, oh, you can't wow. die there. They uh, really hate it when you die there. They really hate it. You get, you get a lot of trouble. <laughs> get arrested. <laughs> I love that. Well, listen. Yeah. What we thought we would do, Bill, bearing in mind you have these experiences, we've asked our uh, listeners here at Absolute Radio to come up with some questions for Ooh, you. Oh, I like a question. You, you have some quick fire questions from yeah. the Absolute Radio listeners. Uh, Richie on, Firth has your first one. Go on. What's the best way to cook scrambled eggs? Uh, with a pan and uh, someone who knows how to cook scrambled oh. eggs. There's an integral part of your answer there that's just been uh, a fantastic thing. Uh, last week it was uh, Andy who was up against me. I used a pan, he used a microwave, which in my opinion oh. was... Try the microwave, oh, Microwave. What? Come on, you're a man of science. Come on. There's just... There's no... What's the point of that? Have you tried it? No. Well, there you go. Could I give you as a gift the next time you are larking in transit to suggest you grace some parmesan into your... <laughs> oh, that's oh, controversial. He's recoiled away. This is grooming. This is grooming. I don't know about that. <laughs> Parmesan? Come on. That's just that's outrageous. Yeah. Uh, Andrew says, uh, what's Bill's favourite sauce on a kebab? Favourite sauce on a kebab? Sriracha. What's that? It's kind of spicy. I like that. Yeah. Mm, that that next time. Sriracha. Yeah. Uh, Brian Tomlin, I'm thinking of going birding this weekend. Oh, Where yeah. should I go and what should I be looking out for? <laughs> the he way w- you said that, you could have trans- you could have used a different word for birding. <laughs> I'm going birding <laughs> this weekend. Brian Tomlin's yeah. not like that. I don't think so. He seems Brian like Tomlin. He says he wants to see a rare winter visitor. All right. <laughs> is this code? Do you know this guy, Bill? Yeah, this sounds very much like code. A rare here. winter visitor. <laughs> yes, you mean Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, you could be. I mean, I know exactly where you're coming from there, Brian. Uh, a rare winter visitor. Well, bittern. A bittern, the European bittern, is uh, not that rare. Increasingly more common these days as the cold weather sends to be in the Eastern Europe and we're not so cold. The bitterns like it over here. I'm you know, getting confused. Stuff. I thought you were talking about bittern, which is a part of Santa Southampton. No, no, no. That's no. Uh, that's always there. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> generally tend always to sort of leave in the summer. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Perhaps it does. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay. Let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's the Home Time Podcast with Andy Bush and Richie Firth and star-studded. This one we've got Mr. Bill Bailey on our podcast. Hello. Hello, Bill. Good to have you on board. Oh, you're welcome. It's a good job this bit is actually on the podcast and it's not going out live because if it doesn't quite work, then obviously it'll never make the podcast. Don't put any pressure on Bill. Just quite truthful about it. Pressure on him. I don't think there's any pressure on Bill. It's more pressure on us and our listeners. Okay. On on yesterday's show, um, 
Andy put to us a particular problem that he had come across but felt that there was no word existing linguistically that described this problem. Right. And we put to our listeners to try and devise a word that described the problem. Sometimes you're walking along and you're listening to quite loud music in your earphones Mm -hmm. and if you were to pass maybe accidentally a bit of wind, you have no concept of whether that is loud or not. Ah, right. But there's no phrase in the English language or dialect that... Wait a second. Are you saying you have no sensory... ability in that area yeah. so you can't so you're saying you, you just you didn't even feel it you didn't even feel a little I, i'm aware that something's happened but right? i've got no idea whether the the lady what across the road has quickened her step <laughs> to get away from it <laughs> oh i see so, so some, it's a kind of a involuntary flatulence well, so it's like a music-based <laughs> involuntary flatulence well, uh, yeah in the in the you know like when you talk to someone when you've got earphones on sometimes yeah. you music yeah, yeah like it's, the, it's the wind equivalent of that. Oh, I see. You, you you can't judge the volume. Right. You don't know how So you bad could have actually was. really given it a proper a ripper. I can't. And you could have actually really let rip. You've got no idea. This, I've, this to me feels like a really, really uh, intrusive this consultation word. of boots. I've got <laughs> a little bit <laughs> of, um, yeah, or what could it be? Audio, well, audio ripper. Uh, we've got some suggestions that we can put to you here, then. and you can judge what you reckon. Right. What do you oh, think? Okay. A, a, a These better. are from the listeners. Right. And one from myself. Oh, yeah, of okay, course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Desi Guff from uh, Andy and Braintree. Desi Guff. I think he's mixing their decibels and the other half of that word there. <laughs> That's a mm. terrible compound word. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, he didn't like that one. No. Uh, Parpable from uh, Dave Walby. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see where they're going with that. Pretty good. Still, no. OK, uh, Quadulence. Uh, questionally audible flatulence from Charlotte on the M3. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite good. That's I good, like that. Yeah. I'm going to bravely put forward mine. Um, there we go. Decepher. This is using the words discern and zephyr, which I believe is a wind. It is a wind, yes, that's right. Zephyr. Yeah, yeah. it's clever. Mm. But sounds you. almost uh, a German phrase. But as well. meaningless. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Crushed. Uh, and, uh, one... <laughs> Crushed by Bailey. <laughs> one final one from Danny and Devon. Fartentially. Oh, you see, they've gone down with the uh, the sort of punished thing there, and I don't know. I'm not into. I, I, yeah, no, I'm I'm sort of. Uh, no, I'm I'm going with the um, the the previous one. What was it? Which was uh, quadulence. Quadulence. I, I think quadulence sounds plausible. Charlotte, it? be very it, smug it? on the M3. It, yeah, it, that's good. I like that. Bit of quadulence. I've got a bit of quadulence. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute Radio, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie with Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Our special guest is Mr Bill Bailey. Hello. Are we looking after your eye, Bill? Yes, thanks very much. I'm having a great time. (laughs) (laughs) It's sat under duress. Held at gunpoint. (laughs) Yes, I'm having a great time. (laughs) Home time, yeah. Don't rub it in. Bill, we we wanted to ask your help with something. Go on. Feel free to turn us down on this, but we do a little podcast, right? Yeah. And at the end of it, a lot of people have been getting in touch saying, lads, it's an all right, it's a good podcast, it just ends. Oh. We, don't, we don't have any fanfare. And we were in the market for any form of, of a closing tune. Oh, We've got I a little, see. little uh, kid's keyboard here. Wait. Oh, don't, no, don't talk it down. You've, what have we got? <laughs> this we got magnificent there? piece of technology, such as John Michel Jarre would be envious of. It's uh, what is that, a half keyboard? It's a Casio. Oh, oh look at that. Nice now, tone. Wait a second. Now, you see, normally these things, they have a. They look. There's your oh, there's your, there's your bongo setting <laughs> for the kids' nativity. 
That's great. <laughs> oh, little John and Bethlehem. No, it doesn't work. So, OK, so what we need to do, we need to find something uh, bold. We need something like a, a large sound. How about, yeah. how about um, uh, what have we got? Uh, twinkle, twinkle. Has he got little start? No, patterns. Synth. 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 That's what we want. That's 68. No, I'll put, I'll put it in 35. Have I done that? 68. There we go. 65. That's no good. 68. 68. Oh, there we go. That's pretty good. Do you want a fanfare? It, it, yeah. The message to get across the brief here is to to indicate to our podcast <laughs> listeners this podcast <laughs> this podcast is over. It's this, done. Is, it's this is over. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's something, like, something like that. <laughs> game but, over. No, but that's sort of like a game over. <laughs> it is a touch. You want yeah. sort of like you know kind of. You've had some good times. A bit monarchy. Something like that. That's amazing. All right. Just what the doctor ordered. Uh, Bill, thank you so much for your time. Thanks very much. In Transit, the show is on now. Yep. Uh, And it starts Monday. Starts on Monday. Yeah. And Limbo Land DVD, which we've got right here, is out now in all four, well, several formats. Make sure you go get it. And one final thing, we always get our guests to sign our guest book, a little bit like uh, they've been staying at a bed and breakfast. Oh, okay. Which is nice. (laughs) So if you could sign that for us, I'm going to play you, James, and uh, we just say... I'll sign that. Bill Bailey, thank you very much. Thank you very much. You are the man. Cheers. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. So I was mentioning this earlier on, and I just want to talk to everyone this evening about an item in your house that used to be essential, uh, probably like a lifeline to the outside world, and now I feel it's become relegated to maybe like a relic of a forgotten era. (laughs) Like if you ever play the computer game Fallout, where you go around and it's like this kind of post-apocalypse and you look at items that used to be, you know, part of everyday life and now they're gathering dust. Feels like that, and I'm talking about landlines. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Do you know what I mean? Like we, we have, we do the thing where, you know, like mobile phone and uh, broadband companies are all the same they make you pay for all three we pay for our phone so the landline the tv uh, and then the cable the internet and everything like that but we don't use the landline at all we've even got it wrapped up in it coiled up and put into a little bag in storage now exactly the same when we moved into our new place uh, over a year ago uh, you get it all set up you get the landline and then you do nothing with it totally we, we had a landline in the old flat but decided going forward, well, we'll never use it. Who calls it? No one calls it. Exactly. Not going to use it. Now, there is a bit of tension with this because I don't know if anyone else's parents are like this, but my mum and dad really only like speaking on the landline. <laughs> if you call my mum and dad, Jerry or Nigel or whatever, during the daytime and you're out and about on your mobile phone, my my mum always thinks that I will be talking to her and accidentally walk under a bus on the M25. <laughs> That's her nightmare horror scenario. So she'll be like, I don't want to speak to you on this. I can't speak to you properly. I'll call you on the landline when you get back. I get the flip side of things if i call my old man i will get the uh, i'm at home i'm at home hang on a sec hang on a sec i'll i'll hang up i'll call you back on the landline because my dad's like that because he goes because i've got three minutes yeah. <laughs> this is it it's got three minutes so that we just want to put out a perspective question because i do think there's a generational thing and i worry for landlines in say 20 30 years are they still going to be around will it still even be a thing that companies offer and we've got this on our facebook page and twitter at the moment do uh, take part in our survey is there anyone under the age of 40 that currently has and uses a landline 
They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. ACDC on Hometime on Absolute Radio. Andy Bush and Richie Furtuk, and they have landlines, ACDC. Do you know what? One of the weirdest moments of my entire radio career was uh, uh, probably two years into me starting work here at Absolute Radio. Just absentmindedly pressed the button, wait for the lift on the first floor. The doors opened up, got in, and it dawned on me within about two floors that I was in the lift, just me and ACDC. Oh, wow. And I just went, flipping out, I'm in the lift with ACDC. All right, that's again. Very, very strange. They don't have landlines. They have someone bring a phone to them on some form of a pillow. I reckon. We are asking the question, do you genuinely think landlines are still a a thing anymore? We we have, uh, we don't have ours in our house anymore, got it wrapped up, got rid of it. Uh, um, The question is this, does anyone under the age of 40 still have a landline? It's like something of a bygone era. And we're reckoning, if you do some basic maths, that means in 30 years' time, completely gone. Imagine that. Now, there's a grim apocalyptic vision. Harry in Aylesbury claims he is a millennial with an up-to-date iPhone, but says, let's face it, they're amazing gadgets, but the phone function's not good. Poor quality in comparison to... A landline. Landline. Here's irony. I try to call Harry <laughs> to, to get him on the show. I get through to Harry. He answers and goes, "Hi, Richie. I've only got one percent left." But there you go. Gone. He's proved his own point. He has. The battery life's not up to scratch. Pete Horton says, "I turned forty this year. Does this mean I need to get a landline reinstalled?" I think you do. <laughs> Ian Groom says, "You've got to give the PPI people somewhere to call, even just to listen to your voicemail." And Lola says, "If our landline rings, we all stare at it until it stops ringing, like we don't know what it is." If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Meanwhile, we're asking the question, does anyone under the age of 40 still use a landline? We don't have one in our house. Richie doesn't have one in his house. Not at all, no. Uh, so what is going on with it? Love this email from James Hopkin. It says, Bush, we have a landline. We've had it for five years since we got broadband. Not a clue what the number is. <laughs> However, I can still remember the landline numbers for five of my mates' mum and dad's houses, not used since the late 90s. Yep. I also remember the landline for three of the pubs in the village of my mates had already left the house before me. <laughs> Isn't it amazing those numbers you can still retain? Yet this thing, this landline, yep. is going to be defunct soon. Absolutely. Which is a shame. Uh, Graham says, Bush and Richie, I sometimes call our landline when my wife is home to get her to look at her mobile when she's distracted by the kids. We only have wow. a landline to get broadband. Uh, but Don in Brum has an interesting point that needs to be cleared up. Guys, having a landline helps your credit rating. Really? Apparently, well, according to the reputable Don in Brum. <laughs> Time podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Asking the question: Does anyone under the age of forty still use a landline? Using maths and science, Richard's just predicted that they may be extinct in 30 years' time, you reckon? We're declaring that no one under 40 has them, so, yeah, that would say to me, average death, 70. Wow. These are very rudimentary figures. Rudimentary. Don't, don't panic at yeah. home. <laughs> 
Uh, Diane says it's true. If you have a landline, you get a better credit rating because it proves you've got a fixed home address. Ah. Don from Birmingham was right. Apologies to Don. Uh, Pete says kids today will probably never know the joys of walking past the public phone when it rings and then pretending to be the person the caller was after. Ah, oh, those were the days. <laughs> or even do, do you remember you used to do a thing where you get the phone book open and call someone in like Addis Ababa if your mum and dad were out? I never did that. We still all the time. I never did that. And I bet they loved that, that bill when that came through. Absolutely loved it. Uh, Chris says, I don't even know my own number. The landline is dead, RAP. And here's a bit of a curveball on it. Joanne says, we've just got one reinstalled. As when our 13-year-old daughter is home alone, she puts her flipping mobile phone on aeroplane mode to study and we can't reach her. You can't put a landline on aeroplane mode, they've added. Good point, good point. Very good point. Kathleen gets in touch. I know you guys uh, both like to talk about foods. Actually, this is not to do with landlines at all. Uh, I've just made the most divine creamy spaghetti carbonara, oh, Kathleen. That's, that's not fair. I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have read that. It was nothing to do with anything. Uh, but that has now made us very, very hungry. And we've been trying not to talk about food, and that's just... Taken... Conscious decision. Yeah, well, you've, you've, that's not helping someone oh, that went well, dying, is yeah. it? Uh, right, let's move on to next week, because this is really exciting. You could win something to make your Christmas one to remember. It's thanks to our show friends at Tesco Mobile. Lovely people. Uh, and their little helper, who could be me. Uh, go to absoluteradio.co.uk and tell us the sort of thing that would make your Christmas special and our little helper, could be me, uh, will work out the the perfect gift for you. Uh, basically, we figured out a pitch Richie's voice up, so it's going to have some fun. Uh, maybe you want your whole house covered in Christmas lights, maybe you want a hot tub in the garden, let us know, it could be yours. Brilliant prizes up for grabs. Tesco Mobile have loads of great offers on phones and SIM-only deals this Christmas. Just been talking about the death of the landline. Get involved. There you go. Uh, so you're sure to find something special, whoever you're shopping for. However you do Christmas, everyone's welcome at Tesco Mobile. <laughs> Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Can I just say before you uh, tell everyone today, tonight, uh, Hitler's Toilet, one of the best things about Hitler's Toilet is that I, more often than not, see it on either the newspapers or the news later on that evening. Yeah. And I saw the explosion that you were talking about last night. Was it last night, the guy with last the Last night, yes, it was, yeah. I saw the actual explosion on the news in the evening. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. by listening to Hitler's Toilet here on Absolute Radio with Richie, I think in many ways you're ahead of the curve on news. Thank you very much. Nick as the cow. Here we go. Nick as the cow. What I want you to do is to uh, get your device when convenient and Google Nick as the cow. Because if you haven't seen about this, <laughs> this lad so far, it's quite incredible. Uh, he stands six foot four tall. It's an absolute giant of a cow. That, that, for me, looking at the photos, looks like it's photoshopped. It's too big. But I promise you it's not. It's it's massive. You're right, it does look like someone's photoshopped a cow to be far larger than the rest of the herd. He's like another cow higher than all the other cows. Absolutely. He's in Australia, six foot four tall. Think about it. He weighs 220 stone. Wow. He eats more than 30 kilos of grass and grain a day. He is what is called, uh, I believe, a, a wagyu uh, cow. What, in terms of that Wagyu beef? In terms of the Wagyu beef. Wow. That's what him and his mates are around for, for if around we don't want to get too graphic here. So he must be worth, in farming terms, he's like the, the golden goose. I don't want to mix me animals, but you know what I mean? <laughs> in theory, yes, but... And this is where, you know, for, for Nickers, it's worked out all right. He's grown so large 
that he can't go with the rest of his mates to where they're going to be headed. He's too large. Wow. So he's got to the stage where he is now the only option for the farmer is for Nick as the cow to live out the rest of his life as basically the king of the herd. You can do whatever you like. It's <laughs> just, just go and eat as much grain and grass as you want. It's the dream everyone wants, isn't it? There will be a film about Nick as the cow. It's an inspiring story, isn't it? <laughs> I think so. Head on home right now. It is home time and Google Nick as the cow. And if you've been left so large that all well, your knickers have got so large that you've been left on your own, get in touch with the show. <laughs> Absolute Radio. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Hey, we're getting a lot of stick on text about that cow. What's it called again? Knickers. Mark from Essex says, he, surely Nickers the cow is a female, or are you talking bullocks? <laughs> That's very clever. I, is that, I don't know. I don't know enough about the wildlife world. Because Nickers was dwarfed by the other cows that he's smaller than, I couldn't look carefully enough to find out whether Nickers... One way or the other. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, you know, Google it and have a look for yourself. <laughs> That is us pretty much done. Uh, podcast then tonight, uh, you're going to hear the brilliant Bill Bailey uh, and, of course, him actually creating a song for us live on the show that will now end the podcast. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So this is it, the moment of truth. You, a lot of you lot have been texting and emailing and tweeting us saying that the podcast is all right, but it ends weirdly because there's no kind of end point. Well, we listen. We read all your emails at hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk and we listen. Yeah. And we act. Yeah. And here it is. Courtesy of Bill Bailey. Take it away, Bill. You've had some good times. A bit monarchy. 